Welcome to Double Dose of Raw Talk Podcast, your weekly dose of many discussions and opinions, a show where we get comfortable being uncomfortable. And remember, no topic is off limits. Now let's talk about it. But here we are. All right. So. Hello. hello. <laughs> I love it already. Okay. So welcome back, guys, to another week and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk Podcast. I am your host, Miss D. And today, I swear I'm a singer. I'm not. I really am not. But I've, I've, been, <laughs> I've been trying to hit notes. You know, I have no shame. Y- y'all have heard Make me in the fun. shower. Yeah. I do. Yeah, might as well. Like, you know, just, you know, I'm on the mic. Might as well. I have an amazing guest here today. And listen, let me just put this out there. It's like, it's not a warning or anything, maybe a trigger. Let me just be very honest. Um, trigger to anyone who may have had a significant um, birthing journey, right? Anyone with rainbow babies, anyone where the outcome may not have been, you know, um, what we would have wanted. Um, I just want to be very transparent that this may bring you back to a place if it's you, your story, your journey that may not be such a happy ending. And and I think it's the transparent thing for me to say, but at the same token, it, it, I do want to be able to keep it all the way raw of what this vital role looks like in this day and age for a lot of us women. And I'm going to include myself in that for several reasons. And I'll dive into that a little later as to why we turn to this type of a story and a journey when we're deciding to expand our families. Right. And, but it's more than that. It's, it's, it's so much more about the individual person. It's so much more about healing and energy and, and something that I've been preaching a lot here on this platform for quite some time. Y'all know I preach on everything, all things like self-love <laughs> in more ways than one in several areas of our lives. Um, I mean, listen, it is what it is, but this is part of that, right? Um, very transparently and keeping it all the way raw. I have shared a lot of pointers here, right, about women and women's freedom and sexuality in our bodies. But guess what? This aligns with that too, with women's bodies. And it aligns so much too with how important it is, right? Um, the other party, for those of us that are involved with the other party, right? But what does that look like when we are choosing to have a significant experience where it becomes not just with healing and with energy and holistic at times, but also spiritual, right? So, with that being said, because if, leave it to me to have a whole intro like this, right? <laughs> <laughs> As always, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to turn the mic over to my guest so she can introduce herself and tell us a little bit about herself and her business and get ready to have a moment here today. So welcome. Milta, would you please introduce thank yourself? You, thank you. Absolutely. My name is Milta, um, Milta Lee in Spanish. Um, that's the full name. Um, but I'm an Afro-Latina born and raised in the Heights. I'm currently living in the Bronx. Um, yes. Raising my teenage son. Oh my God. What a life. You think newborns are hard, but listen, (laughs) teenage is a whole nother realm, but, um, thank you. That's one of my jobs. Those are one of my (laughs) jobs. Um, but I'm a birth worker and, um, that that falls under so many different um, categories. Mm-hmm. So I do 
birth support. I do lactation. I support in the postpartum period. I'm, I I do lactation. So all of those things fall within like that birth oh. um, birth work realm. And then I'm also a medicine woman. So what does that mean? I also work with herbs. I make hair, body, and wellness products, yes. tea products. I make products for pregnant people, postpartum people. I use herbs and plants. And and then lastly, I'm also a Reiki practitioner. So I also do energy healing um, with, and I'm branching out now. I was doing it mainly with my clients, friends, and family. But as I I got to a um, master level, I um, decided that I, I want to kind of give this gift to others as well um so so that's me that's a pretty humble like this is this is it um this is where I am in my in my life now um yeah so thank you thank you for having me yes oh my god okay so we're gonna dive right in right because in the essence of time I want to be transparent right we're not going to disclose anybody's information we don't incriminate you already know how I like to keep it here but (laughs) because she is um in the in the excellent space because it's excellence for you to do all of this okay um she's on call too and so at this very moment <laughs> she may just need to run out and so we're going to be very intentional and perf and with purpose with our timing today in this recording because thank you, thank you. That in mind. that's right okay so and we called reasons- it we're like it may happen yeah. It may happen, right? Sure enough. And I'm over here like, girl, I got time this week if you want to postpone. She's like, nah, because it might get worse, so let's just do it. I'm like, all right, no problem. You know more. You know best. I trust you. I I am excited to have you here for one because we did meet through um, one of your moms and a doula baby, right? A dear friend of mine. I'm not going to be telling you who because none of y'all business, but the point is um, that's how we met. That's the connection. And it just meant so much to me. I was just telling um, Milta that I, I just, I just spent some time with my friends and 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 your doula baby, and and it just aligns so much to see how this baby is and to see in the space that my friend is in the work that it is right to bring in a baby in that space and with that mindset and that type of energy. It makes perfect sense it all aligns and this is perfect timing that we are able to record this right after i get to have that moment right a very personal moment too and just be able to see this the space where this is happening just be able to to know you know that person's my sin i want to believe i want to believe that it has so much to do relevant to this entire journey of what it looks like for our mom right from pre 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 what do we call it is it from the very beginning right it, like so the work preconceptions done- before before yes. even getting there then there's conception and mm-hmm. i think you know we're contacted at, at conception even beforehand yes. we're like hey we're planning do you have any recommendations and it starts yes. off like that yes. so the work can start literally before you even pee on a stick yeah. I mean, if yeah. I'm going to be honest and listen, ladies and gentlemen, some of you guys that I've probably dated, stop dating, may still be dating, or I don't know. Um, your girl's not trying to get pregnant tomorrow, but I, 
have decided, right, to leave my options open. I have recently, I spoke to someone, um, another doula, and, and I just happened, she said, ask me any question. I just happened to throw in the question in there. And I just said, what does it look like for someone who might be considering um, going to talk about freezing their eggs? How can she prepare her body, right? And so she's like, that is such a great question. That's and so it put me in a question. space, right, at that moment that I'm like, you know what? It starts from the very beginning, from the even the decision that you don't know where your life is going to lead, right? But you want to have your body prepared. You want to go on a specific form of healing and preparing your body for the right energy, right? The right mindset to be prepared for that moment, because it may be with a person like it may not. And I still need to be in the right space for that. And so, you know, I'm happy that we're even putting that out there because if there are any of my listeners here who are making those executive decisions on their own, this is for you to listen to as well. It's for you to to understand what this looks like. Um, And this is why I said it's for the individual too, right? So before we dive into everything on this show, we always start with a raw mess of the week. And so what perfect timing to start this with a recent, um, mama that just made headlines all over i love it i love it (laughs) and i know some of my listeners are gonna be like bitch no you didn't like can you just let it go because i was like going off on my ig stories but i just felt the need to um I was very, I'm not going to say triggered. I just, I was just surprised. I didn't expect to see a lot of the backlash. So for our mess of the week, we're going to highlight the bad girl herself, the one and only Miss Rihanna. Okay. Miss Fenty. Okay. Our, our bad girl, our favorite bad girl of all time. And yes, yes. you know, she, she, she came on one of the biggest stages of, of every year in existence, the Super Bowl halftime show. And here she is. We're all excited. I was excited. I sang my ass off during the, the Rihanna Me concert. too. I mean, I, I know was the jamming. people were like tuning in for a game. I heard she had more viewers than the game itself. That's what I heard. I don't know. I you saw know. it on, you know, on the blogs. But she performed and she sang. And all the while, the biggest surprise to our eyes, she's pregnant again. And she showed her body. She shared that. Listen to me right, ladies and gentlemen. She decided to share that. With I believe the viewership was 118 million. I believe that's what it was. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Correct wow. me if I'm wrong. Wow. Wow. Yeah, more viewers than the Super Bowl. Okay. I just want to put that out there one more time for the people in the back. And she's pregnant and she performed and she still showed up and showed out. And the reason why that was so important to me for me to see, the reason why I was so sentimental, besides the fact that I just love her, besides the fact that she's been a hustler, besides the fact that I, some of her music has gotten me through some of the most deepest, deepest moments yeah, y'all. She makes art, she makes art, music for heartbreaks too. I'm just saying. Yes. <laughs> Let's just put it out there. If any of my exes are listening, Rihanna got me through it. Okay, I'm just saying. But he, thank you. So my whole thing is this: we talk about how we choose as women to bring right or or a person who's pregnant to bring a baby into this world, and she was so intimate and private with her first beautiful baby. And so here she was, and I believe she was very equally excited because she could have said no. She could have just backed out, right? She chose to still share that with all of us. She chose to still allow us in that space. And from a standpoint of what we're going to talk today, I was just so surprised at how so many people, women included, but a lot more men than women I saw, you know, 
yeah. we're judging There's her. There's always an opinion. Of course. We're just judging her performance. They were judging the fact that she wasn't giving what they expected. I think they kind of were looking for lingerie, fancy lingerie. I think they were looking for more revealing attire. I, I, I just, it took me aback that we are still living in a society where some people are just not able to give praises and acknowledgement to a pregnant person, a pregnant woman who is showing up for work, essentially, which, I mean, if I'm correct, she's not getting paid for this. And right. um, she gave us a show regardless. She gave us what she came to give. And I, it just took me aback so much. And I just wanted to put that out there as a raw mess of the week because some of y'all are messy. And I read y'all for Twitter filth. And I think some people got hurt because I had two exes reach out to me like, Why, what's wrong with you? I was like, bro, I had to say something. <laughs> what are your thoughts so, with this? Share with yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. So as I was watching the Super Bowl myself with my family, I'm trying. I'm looking at her from a very... Um, body positive, postpartum loving way. I'm looking at her like, okay, girl, yes, show your new mom bod. I was not thinking that she was pregnant. In my head, I'm like, she's loving her new body. She's embracing it and she's showing out. She's doing her thing and I love it. And she has not performed in years. This is good. This is great. I loved it. I took it for what it was. And then I had like my cousin and my sister-in-law in in the back, like she's pregnant. I was like, I don't think so. You should like just not judge people's bodies. And I kept on with that. And I was like, no, that's just her postpartum body. It's beautiful. And I, listen, I held on to that till the very end. And then towards the end, they're like, oh, she's pregnant. She's pregnant and it's confirmed. And I was like, oh shoot, that's crazy. All right. Awesome. That's great. Um, I too was surprised to hear, um, a lot of, um, backlash and it was more, more so from because of the work that I'm in and the world that I'm in, there was a lot of, um, conversations about how sometimes back-to-back pregnancies can be Mm -hmm. more harmful than they are beneficial and, you know, have more risks and contraindications, um, and things like that. So for me, I was just like, why are we continuously doing the fear mongering? Why are we still bringing that in? Why are we still talking fear? You know, she's a healthy young woman who waited nine months and got pregnant and, or we don't even know, we're speculating it was nine Mm -hmm. months. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's an estimate. Um, you know, so I, I feel like, and I, every time I read that and everyone's like, this is why you shouldn't do it. And this is why you shouldn't do it. And these are medical providers, medical professionals. So at the same time, I'm like, listen, it is what it is. We take it for what she's pregnant. What can we be happy for her versus, you know, shaming her or noting why you should not do this, why it's Mm -hmm. not recommended. Um, you know, so that's, that's where it went. And I, but at the end of the day, I'm still really happy. I'm like, Oh my God, it's so exciting. (laughs) Um, you know, and, and I still stand by it. If that was her postpartum body or that was a pregnancy, it's the same thing to me because you know what, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I'm not looking at people's bodies for what they are. You know, I'm not looking at her that way. I'm just like, you know, she just got a baby. That's probably what it is. Absolutely. I didn't even Absolutely. think anything of it. 
You know, I was just hoping she was pregnant because honestly, she <laughs> just had this beautiful glow. And when so I saw her touch her belly, I just said, oh, she's having another baby. She mm-hmm. like, sh-. and the first thing that I said was, she's sharing this with us. Like that. She, and then I took it back. To. I was like, oh, maybe she is. But I was still standing <laughs> strong on my, I was still standing strong yeah. on my body, body positivity. I was yeah. like, listen, absolutely. We're not you know about to judge. You know what's funny? And I'm glad, again, this is why I'm I'm so intentional and everything is in alignment, y'all. I'm glad you brought out about the fear factor um, because we hear it still to this day what a woman should not do when she's pregnant. Oh, my God, you can't do this. Or, oh, my God, you can't do that, right? It's bad enough that all across the board, let's face it, um, and I'm not going to dive into this because it's not, it's not the episode for it, but maternity leave is still a discussion at that, okay? Because there's so much we can do, but, you know, you got to come back. Um, so let's exactly. just put that out there, okay? But one of the things I do want to notate, I, I am someone who, and, and listen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm getting back into the swing of things with training with my personal trainer. But I always used to tell my personal trainer, Rick, I said, I want to be that woman who gets pregnant at like 39 and who continues to lift heavy. Like, I don't want anyone who could tell me, no, you can't. I I, I don't want to be that person. I have fought so hard to not be that person, right? And so if that day was to come, I don't want anyone trying to tell me you cannot or you shouldn't. And with her, there was also some scrutiny. Some people were like, oh, what kind of a mother goes and suspends herself on a, on a piece of whatever from the... It's like there was a lot. There was a lot of judgment. There was a lot, and so what better conversation than now to you know highlight it a little bit and just say to some of you guys, shame on you. I just have to say it. Not just guys. There are some ladies up in that mix, but just shame on y'all. You know, it was a moment, and 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 just who are we? You know, to say anything. Right. And she looked beautiful, and I'm excited for her, and I'm happy for her for constantly just standing and speaking in her truth. And and I can appreciate that. She um, does. She sure does. So now does. that you know, we discussed a little bit of the mess this week. Yes. I want to go into the <laughs> As Razaget segment. Um, and in this segment, you know, we want to highlight who our guest is a little bit deeper and a lot of the, the, the gift that you have. And so contrary to many who believe, quote unquote, if I don't want kids, not my problem, but not true, ladies and gentlemen. Like we mentioned, right? There's a lot of individual work here that goes on, right? And so I want to highlight Reiki and the healing piece of it. I had an experience with this, with a holistic nurse. I do believe I've shared this in the platform before, but I'll share it here today. It was in one of my transitional um, spaces from one job to the next. I was not happy anymore in that space. Okay. And I just felt like there was just so much darkness, right? This is two jobs ago. I just felt like there was just so much darkness. I wasn't happy anymore. There was just so much going on. I, I It was no longer, it was feeling no longer like my passion. And, and it was making me sad, right? And I felt like there was just something holding me back. Well, during a, a session, right, a healing Reiki session where, you know, it was very just holistic, eyes closed, just be with yourself. It was about, I want to say like 30 minutes. Look, you saw how I just got, wow, wow. Like <laughs> You I, went I just, back to that space. Yes, I just took my breath away. I cannot, I cannot kid you on this. Yes, it's like you got to say. I love Reiki. Just, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm here like, I'm ready. Yes, it was so beautiful. And she just said, you know, we're going to go deep here. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to walk you through it. You know, you're going to be in a calm space. And, and I remember there was a point in that time. I didn't know what she was doing at this very moment, but I remember my eyes were closed and I suddenly jumped 
and literally went like this. And when I opened my eyes, she was in a position, you know, when you're doing like tug of war, but like you're pulling yeah. someone in from like what she was in that position. And she said, are you okay? And I said, yes, I don't know. I felt like it was something from here, just like coming out. And she said, oh, Daisy, great. all I did for you was this, what I was saying to you. And I was doing this, this was the movement. And I will never forget that from that moment on, I believe so much in this healing practice. Yes. I believe so much in, in sometimes feeling that need of, of a moment of yourself with yourself for yourself, because that's what that moment was for me. And so I want you to shine a little for bit more light by yourself. I like yes. that. Yes, absolutely. Um, I don't actually, I'm thinking about it. I don't think I've ever shared this here. And so I just, I think I just did for the first time with like the visual. Thank you so for sharing. This, I think yes. that people need to know what, what the experience is like. Some Because this is the thing. Not everyone is going to feel the same way. Everyone is right. going to receive it differently. Everyone is going to go only as deep as they can go. And sometimes right. that's the importance of having recurrent sessions because yes. with a trusted provider, right? Someone mm -hmm. that you really trust and feel comfortable with, because I think that that's what allow you to go deeper continuously. Yes. Um, yes. But sometimes just having, you know, your guides, introducing your, your guides into the space and like giving you what you need for your highest good. Not even mm -hmm. with me setting an intention without you setting an intention. Reiki is intelligent in the way that it just knows what to do. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes even if, if you're not going too deep, it makes you, that's yes. what you needed at the moment. That's what happens. Yes. And that's, yes. and that's what it is. Um, yes. you know, but I think that it's, it's really, really important to continue to bring awareness to what it is. That's number one. Number two, in, in just trying it, seeing if it's for you, because I think that sometimes the um, skepticism keeps yes. you away from it, um, not knowing what it is or being hesitant. But I think that if you find someone that you trust, that you like, that you believe have the same virtues as you or mm -hmm. has maybe similar um, you know, someone that you like, someone, mm -hmm. you know, because you don't just go to anyone. You make, no. you make, when it comes to your hair people, your nail people, when mm -hmm. it comes to, so why would it change for your spiritual maintenance? You know, it yes. should be someone that you highly trust and that you think brings good, you know, like that you like their work and you right. think that you can um, relate to what they do. Right. So um, I usually tell my clients, I'm like, you know, this is something that I do. And I ask, like, are they into it? Do they know what it is? And some are like, yeah, no, I'm okay. I'm not. And and some are, I'm like, okay, you know. And then I, I'm attuned myself. So when I attend, let's say, births, I am already, like, reiki out. I'm on. Ooh, okay. And they're like, oh, it feels different. It feels so calm in the room or this or that. And I was like, that's Reiki. That's what yes. it is. Yes. They're like, oh, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> Yes. No, it is. Oh my God. So okay. yeah, I want to manifest this right now. And, and you know what? Everything is always meant to be because like I knew this was on your profile, but now when you were able to share like everything you're doing, I think this has to be the, the meant to be connection. I have been intrigued 
planning, planning and planning. And like Mother's Day is right around the corner. So we need to talk because I would love to host for my closest friends who are mamas, but also not mamas, right? That's that cute. form of a pampering, kind of like you hear like sip and paint, kind of like, like sip yes, and write me. Like yes. I, I, I want that in my... Uh, my other previous job, we had a sip and reiki. No, this it is tea. I mean, if that's okay, we could do tea too. <laughs> Listen, I have somebody who, who, oh, I, I should put you in contact with her because that, that girl, yes, she just hosted it. and I shared it in last week's um, uh, episode, so the episode, the Galentine's Day with the herbs and the adaptogens. Adaptogens, am I saying it right? Oh my God, I'm yes, adaptogens, like, adaptogens, adaptogens. And, let me tell you that Damiana that I just learned about. I said, "Girl, yes. okay, yes. okay, look, 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 look." Oh, yes. <laughs> it's it's a part part of my shop. Yes. Um, so yes. yes, I learned so much, and so I, I'm. I think this is meant to be, and I think I'm gonna con it and plan it, and definitely have a conversation with you outside of this episode Let's because. All the all the significant people in my life are all in spaces where there's some form of transition or contrast going on, and I'm gonna try really hard not to get emotional. And I am someone who has been so intentional with a lot of my changes, and I'm getting emotional, and that's okay. Um, I feel like I need to give this back to them because I love them because they are people who matter to me, and I feel like that moment that I had several years ago during that transition helped me so much and and leading into the position after that which was probably not probably I do call it the workplace environment trauma that I lived in the job after that one of the things that helped me through was one of our staff members who had just been certified in Reiki and I would ever so often turn to her and say I think I think I need a moment and she would come on over and help me get through any given day. And so I'm nice. realizing now, even though I'm in such a great space right now in a different workplace, right? Um, oh, I'm happy for you. I would love to stay consistent with that. Thank you. I would like to. And I feel like there's enough people around me who could use that too. So we're going to talk about this outside of this because I, I think this Absolutely. is a calling right now for that. It's necessary. Yes. Everybody, everyone needs yes. it, benefits from it. Yes. And not just, not just moms, not just soon-to-be parents, not just yeah. um, women in that space, but everyone. Like, even my kid. Yeah. Mm. He, he, it's our Sunday thing. He knows yeah. when he's going to take a Sunday afternoon nap. He's like, I want to do some Reiki first. I'm like, oh, yes. It took me some time, though, for him to open up to it. Right. But, like, again, everyone, it takes time. And even with him, I respected that. Yeah. I would just talk about it. I'll be like, five minutes. Let's do a five-minute session. Yeah. And he's like, okay, fine, five minutes. And now he can go a whole 30-minute session, and he oh. enjoys it. And so it's it, it definitely, the more you talk about it, the more you actually live it as well. Yes. Yes. It makes a big difference, and it inspires the other people around you to want to try and it. you know look it. for it. Yeah, and you know what? Let me put it out there. For some of my men who I've collaborated yeah. with and I work with and I talk to on a continuous basis – 
please also look into this. I know men a lot of the time struggle with being able to share emotions and, and, and mental health, but, but this could definitely be an avenue for you as well. So please, please, um, I encourage you to be open-minded to and have the conversation. Um, I want to highlight the connection between our bodies and our minds and, and the intimacy yeah. with that when it comes to Reiki and healing. Okay. I was going to say in which topic, because in pregnancy, it is so important. And so then pregnancy is going to be our second segment double or nothing. Got I it. Got it. About, so, we, yes. so, so, the so Reiki. let's highlight that first, the Reiki. Yes. Um, repeat the question. I want to highlight, because this is deep, y'all. I need you guys to understand that the intimate connection between our bodies and our mind and how that goes with Reiki. Absolutely. Yes. So one of the first things is finding a place where you can actually bring your mind down, lower that, calm it down, shut the noise, be in that space, enjoy it. It's a treat. Think of it as a treat to yourself. When do you give yourself 30 minutes of just like greatness that's what i will say it's nothing it's just laying there but it's greatness you're there for yourself you're showing up for yourself intentionally and then allowing your mind to take you to that place and then your body follows sometimes you may not be able to let's say you see how you told you you told us you felt that your body involuntarily moves and it jerked Mm -hmm. there are going to be movements like that and that's the negative energy or the energies that need to be moved around in your body. But your mind has to settle first before your body can follow. So yeah. that's always, that's always, and, and it's universal with so many things, but your once your mind, you can shut the noise off. You are able to focus in and bring it in. Yeah. There's so much you can learn, not only from yourself, but like the messages, the downloads that you can get. And if you, if you really, really, really go in, your body, your body releases a lot of that. And, it, and and you wake up either feeling renewed, refreshed, you're ready for a long nap, or you're like, I got the answers. I got the clearance. I got the clarity of what I needed. So I, I think that connection is really, it, it takes time to get there. No one can really silence their mind immediately or the mm-hmm. first time around. And that's okay. But if you can do it even for two minutes, yeah. that's good. And, and just try and continue and then watch your body follow your body. Yes. Just your body follows, you know, yeah. that's exactly. And I have to say, you're the first person who makes it make sense for me because that was what it was. My mind needed to settle and my mind needed to calm down in that moment in order to be able to release what was in there. Exactly. I, I, I never really thought of it that way. I never even looked back in that moment. This is how I know I haven't spoken about this on this platform. I've never even been able to reflect on that moment. Like I knew it happened. I knew it's been there. I know it's been part of my journey with, with all these events, but I've never gone back to revisit that moment to be able to identify what it was that happened. And that makes perfect sense. Just with the explanation you yeah. just gave me. Absolutely. And- so what I was going to say, one of the things that I do with my clients is immediately they want to talk about it. They, as soon as it's over, they want to talk about it. They're like, <gasps> and I'm like, mm-hmm. give me a second. Here's, I, I have a little notebook and a pen and a pen. 
and I say, just journal, just write it all out, write it all out, write everything. Don't forget anything, just write it. And then we can talk about it because I think that sometimes you're so excited to talk about it. That's the, the moments fleet, they leave yeah. like what you experience and your body felt and the messages or whatever comes to you and whatever you felt. If you don't write it down right away or you don't process right away, mm-hmm. some of it can kind of just leave. It did what it did and then it just leaves you. But if you look back, even now, you probably can still remember some of the things, probably not everything. But I'm remembering in that the moment, I exactly remember the, the feeling. feeling. I don't know if you noticed, I've been with my hands here for like a good five minutes just now when you were talking about that because I felt exactly that warmth I I felt it all over again just when you were explaining all of that there was a connection just now um so I'm I'm it's bringing me back to that moment like just in sitting up straight you know like this and and it just I felt it all over again yeah for sure so yeah I think I I think that that part of it the, the journaling part of it processing immediately sometimes can help because then you go back that night you look at it and you read it and you're like oh oh yeah, what was that? And you kind of continue to process whether it takes you a week, two weeks, years, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I really hope everybody's like taking notes on this. I I really, really do. (laughs) And always, you know, in the show notes, we include all the information of our guests. But most importantly, take notes, make note of these things um, that that we're sharing with you right now. I, I want to highlight, before we dive even deeper, what is it that initially inspired you? into this part of your journey and, and, and you giving back. Um, because one of the questions was already, how do you apply this to your family? You already shared that with us. So this oh, gives me a little bit of more cushion. Yeah. This is a little <laughs> bit more cushion to know um, where the inspiration came from. Well, I will say I grew up in a household of medicine women to begin with. You know, yes. we always had, in, in my grandmother is the ultimate bruja. We had gallons of water in the back with like roots and herbs. And I'm like, I don't want to drink the dirty water. But I knew that the dirty <laughs> water was actually an infusion, you know, mm-hmm. and I knew it had a weird taste. Mm-hmm. But I only know that now. And I know that... um for me, seeing it, knowing it, and being that person amongst my friends group, being the person that knew an alternative to, let's say, a body lotion or a body cream or whatever, it was, I was always that person. So diving into herbs, deeper into herbs, working in the healthcare field. I've been in the healthcare field for over 10 years. So naturally, I was already a nurturer. I was already a caretaker. And then mm-hmm. add my background in my in like my family's upbringing. And then just then the pandemic just happened and it all made sense after that i i dove deep into my spiritual practices and i was like this is what i'm doing and um reiki was one of the things that i always was curious about but i didn't know if it was for me and usually what happens with reiki is that reiki calls you so Although I was always curious about it, I was always curious about it. I never took the step forward. And then one day I just did. And it's with someone who I highly regard, highly trust. And she's the only person I had ever done Reiki with. So um, for me, it was like, oh my God, she's offering it. I I, I just got to do it. I got to go for it. And I did it. And, that, and that's where it was like, this is right. This feels good. This is exactly what I needed to do. Um, and I think it activated a lot of other things that I had within me, whether that's my intuition, a lot more um, 
deeper spiritual practices because mm-hmm. um, I was already, you know, I already have um, some things that I do, but that that really helped me tap in deeper. Like I have been doing Reiki on myself every single day for the past year. And it was because they, you know, one of the things is practice Reiki on yourself before you go ahead out into the world and do it to others, mm. know how you feel. And I was like, oh, okay. Every day, got you. Every day. <laughs> yes. um, so so I know I know what it feels for me. I have my journal and I know what it feels like for other people. And still, and, and not to say, even though I've um, taken the, Re- the Reiki master training, and and I am attuned and I can attune others, I take it seriously to the point where I'm still learning my techniques. I'm still practicing my techniques. I don't still consider myself a master. I'm still in, in that process where I'm like, tell me everything you felt because I want to know if it's aligned with what I think was happening. Right. Um, you know, and I, and I think that that interaction also helps people feel comfortable that they're like, you know, this person doesn't think she's like, better than me or better. And and it's like, no, this is, tell me what you felt. Oh, wow. I didn't, you know, and it's really interesting when I hear, when I hear feedback, um, with some of the things. And then of course it's really affirming to me as well. Um, but yeah, that, that's really how it came full circle. Now, where's it going? I'm not sure. I have some plans, but I do have some plans. Yes, I'm here for it. I am here for it. I want to be able to shine a little bit of light on this because you brought up your grandmother. And yes. so, I, you know, if my cousins are listening to this or my siblings, even the ones I don't talk to right now because we're upset with each other, um, you know, I got to throw a little bit of shade. I know that. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> so I'm just saying. But um, my grandma, I remember when. <laughs> God bless her soul. And my mom does it too. And it's so funny because it's my dad's mom, not my mom's mom. But Mami Rita, she would she would say, Oh, you know, está asustado el bebé. She would say, The baby's the baby's oh, afraid. So, and so yes. yeah. And so, and so they would take out an egg. And in this day and age, this shit wouldn't fly because eggs are expensive, okay? But come <laughs> <laughs> just listen in the spirit of That's the money egg, right there, okay? okay? If Margarita was alive right now and she was to see the pricing on these eggs, she would be like, que se joda y que se quede asustado. Like, let that baby stay uh, scared because I'm not wasting an egg on this child. But <laughs> I can't just... Lord, I hope she's listening to oh me right now. Oh, my goodness. But... I'm dying. Oh, I swear. But whenever one of the kids was scared, they had this thing where... You got to take them to my Marquita's house. So we lived on the fourth floor in my, in my building and she lived on the third floor. So we would take the, the child to my Marquita's house. You had to bring the egg because she wasn't using her egg. And then, <laughs> you know, you would bring the egg and she would pray with just passing the egg around yes. the child. Yes. And then I remember, I think she would spit on the egg like two or three times. And then you had to break it in a cup of water and then you had to and read uh, it. Yes. Yes. And, and we used to just sit there looking at the cup of the water, just watching the whole thing. And, but we believed in that. We believed in that yes. because we knew in that moment with that prayer and, and what that healing looked like from her. We knew we would feel better. We knew as and children. And the intentionality. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And so for anybody who's listening and they're like, what the 
Look how they talking about. Listen, for some of us, this made perfect sense from our our grandmothers, our grandfathers. You know, our grandfathers also had like their own things too. Listen, yes. I, I just I just want to say I, I'm I'm happy that I was able to witness certain things yes, and, and as we've yes. grown up I was able to at times go and tell my mom mommy I think Marcus is assustado and she would be like okay <laughs> you know <laughs> so my mom got into it too yes. right um but I'm just glad you brought that up making it a very safe space for me to share this and do not try this at home unless you can afford $20 for one pack of <laughs> eggs <laughs> Don't please don't try this at home. I'm just saying. You know, um, and those are yeah. things that those are things that have been with us through generations, yes. right? And yeah. and to say that refining your knowledge and getting more information is not necessarily throwing away what you already know, but mm -hmm. just kind of solidifying it. Yes. Knowing yes. exactly how you're gonna practice. And yes. and you know, I, yeah. I always appreciate a good mentor. Yes. Yes, I love it. I love it. This is such a safe space for so many of you too. I hope it is. I want to go in since you shared a little bit already about how you apply this to your family. And thank you for letting us know that even patience is a virtue. And I'm glad it took a lot of that patience for your son to be receptive to it. Because I feel like that happened to me with my kid when now I brought him into working out with me and my personal trainer. So this Ooh. gives me hope with a lot okay. of things because it is not hard to mother. It, it is hard to mother a teen boy. I just want to put that out there. I don't care who said what. Nobody warns me. I, you know, I hear Listen, all these things. No about, one oh, warned me. Okay? No one. It's really difficult. And so I'm, I'm, I'm creating negotiation tactics here with a lot of things. But I want to go into the double or nothing. And speaking of family, now I want us to talk about your gift as a doula. And this is super special to me. I, I can, I listen, we are 123 episodes in. I do not know if I've shared it on my IG lives, if I shared it on my episodes, but with my story 15 years ago, almost 16 years ago, because he turned wow. 16 in March. Wow. Oh, this just felt like, wow. Okay. 16. Almost 16 years okay. ago. Yes. I, you know, finding out I was pregnant back when, you didn't hear too much about midwives or even doulas. You really didn't. Health centers were not promoting right. this, okay? But I was part of a health center where they had a program, and it was a midwife program. And I was attending okay. it on a weekly basis, and it was very holistic. Now knowing what holistic is and energy and healing, it was just in a group setting. We could share our experiences with other parents, um, first-timers too. And we didn't have the screen ultrasound. It was just that old little machine just for the sound. And it was just your moment with your child and the heartbeat, right? Unfortunately, I couldn't continue with that when I became high risk and they moved me into okay. a different clinic. Right. And so now I had to have um, weekly stress tests and all of that. And it was such a heartbreak that I couldn't continue because even the labor and the delivery was going to look so different for me. And, and I was young. I was 21. Right. And so it, it just I wanted to do something so not normal to my family, right? To what tradition looked like for us, right? Yeah. Um, I wanted to try something different. So it was heartbreaking for me. But this is why this is so special to have this conversation because of what I previously shared. If I choose to do this again, I would absolutely want to do it this way. I would want to have a doula with me. Shit, I want a, I want a at-home birth. I do not want no epidural. Like, I don't want any of it. I don't. like. And, and some of y'all might be like, you're crazy. 
kidding. I'm not. It's not that. No, it's just you're like, not. I just, I know what I wanted in the beginning, um, the first time around. And I'm not blaming anyone, you know. Circumstances the change. Moment, yeah. And, 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 and you know what? I think about it now, guys, ladies and gentlemen. My mom said, no, you're getting an epidural. And I said, no. The doctor was like, mom, she's 21. She's, I gotta, I, I need her permission. I cannot listen to what you're saying. My mom got offended. It was a whole big thing there. And I agreed to it. You know what? I don't regret it. I had a two-month recovery. I had a lot of tear. My son's head never crowned. So it just went right through. And so the experience in itself, the epidural came in handy, to be honest with you, right? Uh, you know, th- there was a lot that happened in that moment. It, it was just meant to be the way it was. But if I do this again, I would love to have it with this experience. And so we already know the inspiration and the passion behind Reiki, where did did, did this ignite um okay (laughs) the world do you want the long story or the short story the one that might not interfere with your mama that right now you're you're well no she's okay she hasn't back. i told her i told her we'll check back in in a bit and she hasn't so we're good right now all right yes give us the um i i feel like First of all, I've always, I, I feel like I was a doula before I even knew what anything was. I was my mother's doula in, in a sense. When my brother was born, I was 15 when he wow. was born. So I was helping her with the other two boys. I was helping her with everything. I was at home with, with the little one when she went back to work. So, you know, I knew what support looked like. I knew I'm, I'm calling a support now at the time I called it child labor, but you know, <laughs> I was I was upset because I was like, where's my money? I'm the babysitter. I need money. But now and I look back and I'm like, damn, I was adultified. Okay. But nothing here nor there. It nurtured, it nurtured my my and it gave me that that nurturing feeling and it got it out of my system where I was like caring for them, you know, and it felt good. Um, then I had my son. I was really young when I had my son, and similar to your experience. I didn't know what a doula was. I didn't even know what a midwife was. Mm. Um, I was very lucky to have a great doctor, though, who did provide yes. me with like all of the information that I needed and every, all of the resources. So I felt really informed. Yes. Um, but you don't know what you don't know. Um, so my postpartum period was really one that was a, a, ch- a bit challenging. I'm a single mother and I have been since the birth of my son. So for me... I really believe that the the things that I was going through, whether that was emotional, whether that was exhaustion, I, I really believe this is what comes attached to single parenthood. And mm. I was riding that wave. Um, so so for sure, I know I'm probably like it, it's it's intense. But no, this I know is that actually, thank you for opening this, <laughs> this door. Yeah. Yes, please continue to share, please. Um it was it was really intense and seeing myself in that space i thought that well this is this is what it is to be a 20 year old with a child this is what it is to be a single mother i guess mm-hmm. and you know for me i didn't think it was extra hard but i can't control my hormones i can't control what i'm feeling right. um those were the parts that were really really challenging and so then my breastfeeding journey went to mm-hmm. shit it it mm-hmm. was not what I dreamt of it to be ended up in the hospital. So it it was really hard for me those first two months to even like get a grip. Um, And then I I started educating myself on what lactation is and things like that. And I decided that that's how I'll help my friends in the future. Um, 
unofficially, of course. So I was like their lactation go-to. I'm like, no, put the baby like this. No, you got to do this. You get this Mm. based off of the experience that I had. Mm. Um, And that also led me into a career in healthcare. I wanted to support people. I wanted to work with people and patients and be on the front line. Um, And I did it for over 10 years. But then as I grew in the ladder, we'll call it the corporate ladder, I became removed from patients and patient-centered care. So I was no longer doing that. And it was very sad for me. I wanted to go back into working one-on-one with patients and being, that's just who I am. So I, I was like trying to figure out ways to do that. I and and I did it through my hair business. I was doing like the one-on-one coaching, transition, love yourself, ah, you know, all these things. But 2020 was really where where everything changed. I the pandemic, not not that I haven't gone through something similar, but the pandemic really brought out like, all right, what actually matters? What do I really want to do? Mm-hmm. And if if all else fails, what will I be happy doing? Because the job that I had at the moment was not doing it for me. I was crying. I was upset. I was. It was miserable. Um, and this is where it gets a little. I I like to say cheesy, but it's it's really my truth, and it's what happened. And nice. this is just how I know that it had to happen. But I had a dream, literally a dream. Twice, okay. back to back. Okay. And then I was like, okay, I, I called everyone freaking out because I was like, this dream, I'm a dreamer naturally, so I, I do interp- interpret my dreams and things, but these were so vivid. And I was like, mm. what? And I called my grandmother. I was like, do you know this person? Because this is who I saw. Nothing. I ignored it. I let it go. I didn't think anything of it. And then a few weeks later, I had another one. It was a third one that sealed it for me. I was like, I know what it is. I know what I got to do. And I, I connected to some people that I know are already in the, in the work and birth work field. And, um, they were like, wow, that's really a calling. Yes. And I literally quit my job and I was like, um, who do you recommend for a training? I'm going and trained. And I literally, I haven't stopped since. That is amazing though. I know it sounds, it sounds like whoa what but um obviously really uncomfortable to make changes in in my life because I came from a corporate world and then you know the stability and all of this but clearly the work that I have been doing has been um spirit-led yes and and it has hasn't let me down I haven't let it down either I've been obedient in that way yes absolutely I love it I love how you were able to find what it is that aligned with the dream and you found it within the dream it wasn't just like listen because i'm the queen of googling what the dream means um and (laughs) and sometimes google can give me answers like i cannot go yeah like if i see a specific someone google don't know who that person is so why are they gonna tell me anything about that particular person right so there are some dreams that i do get some pretty good clear clear answers on google but there are just some that you don't and so it it requires a lot of um soul searching at that and and so i commend you for that because in making certain decisions sometimes we are just ready to walk away i was very much so ready to walk away from a place where i was completely miserable completely dark and 
similar to you, I felt like it took me away from my purpose when it comes to my, my role in healthcare, right. And where I am today. And is it actually, you know, I I don't like to, you know, give too much information, right. Cause I like to keep that very sacred, but where I am today is actually one of the highest positions I've been in, in corporate healthcare, but believe it or not, because of the environment that it is and because of the place and the location, I actually feel that for the first time I'm working even closer with my community. I feel like I'm working even closer in supporting staff. I feel like the staff wellness and, 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 and community members matter so much more now. And it's, I always say this place has been meant to be for me, for what I've needed and what I want to be able to create, um, in, in what my expertise is and, and, and nothing, nothing has stopped being able to come back to my community and be able to do it for my community. I love and, and that so, for you. Yes. It, it's, it's, it's just, it's been, it's been beautiful to have this moment for me and, and, and be able to give it back to everyone else. So even though they want to talk to me, when they're not so happy, they usually end up very happy afterwards. So that's fantastic. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I like to build those relationships even there. Right. Um, I want to, I want to be able to shine a little bit of more light on what does doula hood look like these days, like yeah. pandemic, like how, how, how has that transition been to where we are today? Like, what is yeah. that? Has there been any virtual doula um, services? Like, yes. What does that look yes. Like? So there, so I started doulaing in 2020. Um, well, 2020 was when I took my training. I started yeah. um, actually going to births in 2021. Um, right. Aside from like my friends and families that I had already done before I became right. certified. Mm-hmm. We, um, at the time, the climate in the hospitals were very challenging because it was like just one support person and we were considered essential workers so that we were allowed in the space, Mm -hmm. which is great. But you know, the risk that we're putting ourselves in entering the hospitals Mm -hmm. and being with these families, um, sometimes the hospitals would neglect our entrance and sometimes we had to really advocate to get in and things like that. But I feel like then I, I don't know if you remember, I think it was Delta, in the end of December, like December 2021, there was a big, like, it was bad. It, it was like, it, it came back. COVID came yes, back. Yes, um, yes. That Delta strain. That, and yeah. so everything almost reverted backward. Yes. And I remember that's when I did a chunk of like um, doula work virtually because I, I was still trying to show up to the hospital and I ended up getting sick. And even though being masked up, even doing the things. And so some clients were sick and they didn't know it and showing up to the hospital and then they test positive and you had to go back home. Yes. You couldn't support them. So yes. we definitely had to revert back to um, our old ways of virtual support, which looks mm-hmm. like, first off, you know, we we work very closely with our clients from the beginning. So like from the time of hire. Mm-hmm. So we walked through what the scenarios would look like. Um, but kind of just staying in communication 24 seven, knowing what the updates are, knowing, knowing in your mind how this, how this system works, yeah. um, the hospital systems that yes. is, mm-hmm. um, we know they check every four hours. We know that there should be an update every few hours. How are you feeling? Different positions, having those screenshots ready, different mm-hmm. things, FaceTime availability. Um, so all of those things were, were techniques and tools that we had to kind of revert, revert back to in, in the height of like an outburst, um, outbreak of, of COVID. Um, 
And now some people, the good thing is that we are slowly reintegrating back into in-person, um, in-person prenatals. Um, it's a little hard because we actually got used to it. I'm not going to lie. We got used to the Zoom prenatals, you know, one and two. They're like two hours long. But now we do like one in person or one virtual or sometimes even both virtual. And then we meet at the birth again, the same way you can feel me through the screen. They can feel, you know, yes. it, it's still an energy thing. Yeah. Um, so I feel really good about that anyway. Um, but now things are kind of pretty back to normal. You can have your partner. You can have another support person there. And um, you like the hospitals are not turning you away anymore. Yes. So that feels good. Good. So that's what it looks like in the hospitals right now. But balancing work, life, child, it's it's interesting. Having a community is what's most important. So yes. um, I, I work with a team, a great team of doulas that, you know, have my back if I need that's backup, nice. if yes. anything happens. Um, and I think being transparent with with your clients, knowing like, hey, we're human. We might be at another birth or my kidney yes. gets sick, you know, um, very similar to what doctors do. They work on on call with and in rotation. You're not you're not guaranteed to have the one doctor. So it, it works. It works. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What does it look like when you mentioned the partners there, right? The other person. And listen, the yes. reality is sometimes the partner can be a female and a female, right? And sometimes it yeah, can yeah. be female and male. But I want to be able to believe because I do believe us as women, we are very intuitive and in tune. I want to know what does it look like for the male in this process, yes. the male that ha -ha. is present and involved, because I'm not a male. Yes. I know, I know how, listen, I help my sister's dog give birth. Okay. Because everybody, <laughs> oh my God. Out. yes, poor pinky. She's in heaven now, but when she gave birth to all them puppies, the one that oh, grabbed her man. first aid kit and put her gloves on was me. Okay. Look and at you, I, dog listen, doula. I, no, okay. I was, the girl needed help. And my sister was Aww. like panicking. Everybody was, but I think it comes with like who we are one with our career, but also just, just naturally we're very nurturing. And some of us have that ability to just jump right in. Right. But some of us don't, and it's not to shade or shame men in this. I want to give men the grace, right. That it's not really a natural instinct. So how does it look like for you when you're doing this yeah. work and the involvement for when the partner is a man, right. And, 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 you know, they're in that role. I'll tell you, yes. um, sometimes, so there are some, some partners who, who wonder what the role of the doula might be because yes. they are there. Yeah. And I always make sure to emphasize, I'm not here to replace you. That's number one. I'm here to work with you. And yeah. two and three, actually, that's number two. Number three, you know your partner best. So ultimately, I'm going to need you to tell me how I can help you. So a lot of it looks like encouraging them in the prenatal parts in the prenatal um, period, talking about yes. how they can be of support because sometimes they're like, so what do I do? And I'm like, you can do this, this, and, and it can look like um, physical support and providing them the information for what physical support looks like, telling them the signposts of what to look for, when to reach out to me. I tell them, listen, now you're, you and I are the ones that are going to be in contact, you know, giving, giving them a specific role in, in this so that they know that, Oh, I'm important and I count and I matter and what I'm doing is helpful. 
And then giving them tips and tricks and, and little side, you know, affirmations, like you're doing great. This is exact, you know, like all of that. And then in the hospital setting, I feel like because of my background in healthcare, I also understand the language very clearly. I understand the culture and the, and the atmosphere. So sometimes I'm able not only to hold space for the birthing person, but for the partner as well. So I'm holding space for all of them. What does that look like? She can be laboring and I can be talking to the partner at the same time and telling them exactly what's going on because the doctor came in and spoke in like this medical jargon that they're like, what was that? And I'm like, what they were saying was, and And they're like, oh, I get it now. They, I understand. And so keeping them in, in the loop in real time helps them not feel nervous, helps them feel like, okay, I'm a part of this. I'm not disconnected. I'm engaged. I'm, I'm always bringing that back in. Hey, can you do this? Because, you know, I need support. Um, and, and they're, they're taking the first half of the labor. Yeah. They're doing the first half of the labor themselves, you know, checking in every so often. So I make sure that they feel good to do so. Yes. Um, that's one of the things I'm, I'm there for them both. I love that. Yeah. Uh, this brings me back to yeah. the movie Knocked Up. I don't know if you watched it. Have you seen it? I Knocked haven't Up? seen it, <laughs> but I know, I know the movie, but I haven't seen it. There's, I don't want to spoil it for you, but there's a part of I don't the, think I'll see it. Uh, it's first of all, it's it's hilarious. Let's just begin with that. But second of all, okay, fine. She's so adamant about him reading the baby books, and and That's he was yeah, but he wasn't trying to initially, right? But <laughs> because he just wasn't there, he just you know yeah. the shock, right? But when he finally did, and and like labor started. He asked her a question about her her bloody show or something like that. I I can't remember. And the girl, instead of answering, she starts crying and she's like, "You read the baby books." And and in that moment, <laughs> swear to God, and in that moment, I know it's a it's a comedy, it's a movie, right? But in that moment, look at how significant it was. And I know it's a movie, guys, but this really happens. Like it's just one like in that moment, as much as she probably read every possible baby it book. In that moment, she was she was scared. She everything that was going on with her. You body, forget in right, that moment. Right. And so he was trying his best. You could still tell he needed help and support, but he was trying his best to like bring it's her down. And so, yeah, yes. it, it, it was, you know, it, and so for me, it's like, it brought me back to my time, right? I didn't have my son's father there at that moment. There's a personal medically driven reason why, but he made it finally, when my son finally came out, his dad was there, right? But it almost didn't happen that way. And I did have family support, right? But look at what I told you. In the moment of an epidural question, they're arguing with me. They're arguing with the doctor. I could have used that extra person. I could have used that person that was for me. And I didn't have that almost 16 years ago, right? And so knowing what I know today, being able to go back to that and being able to remember what that was like, I just see so much how that 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 person who's there for the simple, very so simple, because it's so simple to provide support, but it's so hard for people to do it, to give it. It's just so necessary. It's so necessary Absolutely. in that moment. Support that sometimes we don't even know we need how about that exactly exactly (laughs) there's things and and i've worked with families that i I, i'll give you an example this was some things it's so tedious but it is the first thing that came to mind i was supporting someone it was a home birth 
and she um she she kept clenching like this really hard and i don't know what and then at once she grabbed her husband and she squeezed him really hard she grabbed i was like oh, i'll be right back i went to my bag i have a comb we call it like an acupressure um tool Okay. Um, you squeeze, you put the comb in between your hands and you kind of squeeze it. So basically it just sends like, um, signals to your brain. Like there's pain here, kind of taking the focus away from the pain in your uterus. Right. right. So she's squeezing the comb, she's squeezing the comb. And in my head, I was like, that comb is not going to make it. She's going to break that comb. Right. And, and I didn't, and, and that was just me trying to help her. And fast forward, she has the baby. She throws the comb. And then two weeks later, we're talking about it. She's like, girl, if you did not give me that comb, I think I would have clawed through my bed, my bed frame. I, I didn't, I, she didn't know what to do. She's like, I didn't even know I needed that. That was, oh that was God. exactly what I needed. Yes. And so it, sometimes it's even those things, you know, like mm-hmm. the things that, or knowing that someone's about to throw up and having a bag ready for them. And they're like, mm-hmm. how did you know? And I'm like, I I saw. I saw yeah. you ready, yeah. Yeah. you know, things like that. And, and it, it, it's so small in the moment, but looking back, it's like, wow, I needed that. And I didn't even know that I would have liked that. Um, right. So yeah, it's, it's really important to also just read the room, be in that space fully 100% yes. in order to assess what your person needs. Absolutely. It may look like, it may look like standing there and saying, can you give them a minute so that they can decide? And then it can like for the epidural question, right? For you. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's like, okay, you can ask me a mazillion questions. What, what are your questions about the epidural? Okay. I'm going to give you and your partner a minute so you can discuss it. And then let me know when you want us to bring the doctor back with your decision. Yeah. And that gives you even like three minutes to just think about it. Yes. It doesn't have to be on the spot. Yes. Just clear the room out and you two have a moment to discuss. Oh, that's it. Maybe you know? just highlighted the advocacy. Literally, I have it in my notes, the advocacy when birthing. Because that is the other part. I do better when I don't speak because if I'm under a certain situation, right, like pain, and I tolerate pain very well, ladies and gentlemen. So if I'm feeling pain and I open my mouth, there's no saying what's going to come out. And so... With that being said, the fair enough. Yes. And so the advocacy when birthing, how important is that? How many times do you find yourself doing that? That part of your role, how how impactful is that for everyone? Very, very, very. And I'm not going to say it's easy. Um, it's, it's hard because, um, you might feel intimidated by these white jackets and you may mm. feel intimidated by the knowledge that they may bring, but you also know one, what your client's preferences are, you know, yeah. what they want, what they stand for, you know, what they've discussed. So they, they, they want that badly. You have to find it within you to also speak up for them in a system that's going to look at you. Like you don't know what you're talking about where the professionals leave us to this. Mm. So sometimes it's really hard to find that balance. But for me personally, what I like is that I'm personable. I I understand also that there are ways to do this dance and that there's, you know, I give and take and meet you halfway. And that's some, something that I use one of my skills um, to work with the staff in, in terms of getting 
as close as possible to what we want um, in, in, in terms of their goals for birth. Um, It looks like, you know, dancing the dance and not playing the game. I'm not playing the game, but I'm definitely pushing to see, you know, where, where and how far can we get? I'm asking for the time. I'm asking for the privacy. I'm asking for, you know, can you tell us more? I'm, I'm, and then I'm also looking sometimes because what we mentioned earlier in that moment, you know, I, I've ha- I have my clients sometimes things that we've gone through yeah. and, and the question comes up and they're like, what do you think? Right. Mm-hmm. And the doctor's standing there looking at me like, why are you looking at her? And I'm right here. And then it puts me in an uncomfortable situation. So I'm like, can you give us a minute? Right, right. <laughs> and then we're like, and then we talk about it and then they speak up and they're able to remember, oh yeah, that's what we wanted. And they're like, how do I say it? You know, sometimes right. there's a, a fear, you know, yes. like, I don't want to disrespect anyone. I don't want to step over, you know, and I'm like, say it like this, or, right. you know, this is, this is, these are the facts. These yeah. are, these are the things. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's a skill for sure. Um, and if, if you are not familiar with the healthcare system and the policies and, you know, the practices, it can get really, you can get just taken advantage of, I guess. Yeah. Even with a doula. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I believe that. Um, and listen, you're speaking to someone who's definitely been in healthcare, definitely in the hospital setting. Um, I, I, there's a way, right? Um, the how you say what you say, how you say it, right? And and then it's you want to sell the message too. And so uh, my role is advocacy, and you know my role is sometimes an advocate to be, too. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and sometimes you want to be able to uh, understand the, the 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 patient, right? The customer, the client that you're serving to, and providing this treatment for. And, and communication is key. You know, we we should be in a world where a patient can be an of owner of their own health care and be able to make decisions. We should have that empowerment and that commitment with them and that partnership. That's something I advocate for tremendously. You know, I know I'm not a clinician. I'm not an expert in these areas, right? So I'm always going to turn to who I believe is the expert, right? Because someone else like kind of like, what do you think, right? So I'm going to turn to that, right? Sometimes it is just giving that extra time to be informative. Sometimes it is just giving that extra moment of education, right? And explanation and, and being very, very patient with with that person in a very vulnerable space in that moment and 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 I have faith that we can work towards that because I work really hard towards that too right and um I appreciate when there is someone who is advocating in that moment and providing that support because that's what I try to do that's who I try to be in that moment as well um, certainly not as a doula, but as an advocate. Well, as as an advocate, yes. 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 And I'm pretty sure that the patients are are grateful for that because yes. sometimes we find that our voices are not heard unless that, right. there's someone that is respected or trusted. You know, um, yeah. I I I I know that they'll definitely yeah. be grateful yeah. for that. Listen, it's work, and we got to do the work. We absolutely have to. I want to highlight yeah. three little components, and and I'm gonna call them little because. Yeah, I think of little as something so precious. Um, 
and and I I wrote two of them down when I highlighted them to you, but there's one more in there. And, and I don't know if you've had the experience yet or what are your thoughts with it, but I do want to highlight it. What it looks like with spirituality when it comes to three different scenarios, surrogacy and doula, our rainbow baby journey and doula. And the last one I didn't write down, but it came to me is adoption and doula. What are your thoughts when it comes to the spirituality of those journeys? Okay. 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 This is good. Good question. <laughs> yes. Um, so surrogacy, I've, I've only had experience out of the three you mentioned is with rainbow babies. Okay. And I'll just for, um, for mention that, yes. um, maybe I should start with that. Yes. Um, getting pregnant and pregnancy after a loss is not easy. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of work, emotional work, mental work, whether it was a pregnancy loss, whether it was a neonatal loss, you know, um, that, that it takes a lot of work. You are learning to retrust your body. You are relearning to hold onto these, um, how can I say, like, you don't want to be too excited, but you are excited. It's scary. It's really, yeah. really scary. And and so tapping into your spirit, you know, being able to pray, being able to believe, being able to have faith in that moment is really, really hard. But you have mm-hmm. to you have to work toward it in order to not drive yourself into, let's say, a situation where you might not be able to overcome it and enjoy your pregnancy, because right. that's the other part of it. Sometimes being in fear for a long time can can be hindering to to your experience. I, right. I feel that. Um, and that's where sometimes the Reiki work comes in and in my mm-hmm. clients and things like that. So um, working towards setting up like little altars, the pregnancy altars, writing letters mm-hmm. to them, connecting with their baby. Those are different ways that I bring spirituality into people who have um, suffered loss before. Yes. Um, and, you know, are, are not having a hard time in that in that time. Yeah. Um, with surrogacy. I I know you had mentioned surrogacy and a doula. So I I have not experienced that as a doula, but I would I would imagine it would be very similar integrating still providing the the birthing person with all of the information that is necessary, yeah. um all of the things to take care of themselves postpartum as well because yeah. ultimately they are going through a postpartum period. Their bodies are still they're they're going through all these changes they're still you know but then also working with their mental health to kind of be okay with you know knowing that this is not their baby and that this yeah. is you know temporary and that they're still going to have to go through this healing process and what that healing process may look like in the postpartum period as well for their mental health right. um very similarly to adoption um yes. i feel like you know you you carried through full term and then you're giving up this baby for adoption that can also be very impactful in the postpartum period even pregnancy right. during pregnancy i feel like those two those two factors there's depending you know there's life growing inside yeah. of you yeah. right yeah and and you may feel you feel the baby and you may feel some sort of feelings mm-hmm. likeness attaching mm-hmm. slowly liking this Obviously, still knowing in your logical brain that this is not happening, right. 
because this is not for you, that you're doing this for a bigger cause or a bigger purpose outside of yourself. Um, I still think that definitely minding the mind, minding, the, yeah. minding, you know, the mental health and, yeah. and taking care of yourself in the postpartum period is how um, that would, that, you know, spirituality would definitely take in um, the healing processes. And, and definitely I, I'm not, I'm not going to emphasize it enough. Mental health, it's going to yes. be really important during that yes. time. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, does that answer your question? It absolutely does because um okay. a lot of you know we think about the joy in a surrogacy, right? And we think about the joy even of the receiving end of adoption, right? Um and and considering the fact that you haven't had that type of a client or clients, I should say, right? Because you also have mm-hmm. you know the receiving parents, right? The ones who are going to become right. the parents, right? And so there might even be some form of a partnership partnership in that as well, right? you know, the mom who doesn't feel like a mom because she's not pregnant, but then also she's preparing for that journey too, right? Alongside with this person, right? Um, I, I decided to include that in this because Adrian Bailon, um, she mm-hmm. hosts, right? And she's been con- um sharing a series of 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 their story with her husband. And mm-hmm. and she was so like Oh, this is not the experience she wanted, right? But but she is a mom, right? And and she had surrogacy as her part of her story, right? And and support looks like in so many ways, right? And it and it looks like for multiple parties all at once, right? But we don't necessarily and and not to say that Adrian forgot, but you know obviously we hear from their lens, right? But then where where was surrogate, right? You know it, it's a lot of work yeah. in that, right? And and so when mm-hmm. we think about that support person when we think about you know when a doctor comes in who's the doctor talking to well the one that's in the bed right having the contractions right you know you you know who who's on which side of the families right but it's that support person the one that brings the entire journey together the one that I I like to say for lack of a better word right now it's kind of like that facilitator of that entire journey yes, right there right exactly you know, bringing the parties together right and and managing this and managing that it's just it's truly a moment that if we were to just pay attention for one second on how essential it is, um, what what do you call it? It's what's, which is the country that's neutral? It's like at the tip of my tongue. Is it Switzerland or Sweden or one of those two? I, I, I it's one of those, right? <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, shame on me, right? I know but you can't do it here. It's kind of like you know that neutral person, right? The one that's going yeah. to give that fair amount of support to everyone involved. And the reason why I wanted to include that here is because these journeys look very different for everyone. Right. And, and, and the support is still needed. Um, that ends our double or nothing. We're going to go into the last segment, which is the overdose. And in this segment, we are able to just highlight anything at all. Right. Something, anything that you are either overjoyed with or completely over it. And it could be anything, not necessarily um, highlighting this conversation or highlighting this conversation, but I mean <laughs> anything. This is like a moment that if you need to go see. off on a rant right now, you you are entitled to it. Uh, <laughs> what am I thinking? What am I thinking? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm overjoyed when I receive all these baby pictures. I receive so many updates and I'm like, 
oh, look at this baby. Look, look, look. And I just yeah. received so much joy from seeing these doula babies, seeing their parents just so happy and them sharing their continued journey with me. I think that that brings me so much joy, so much happiness. Um, and I, I think share, people sharing their journeys, the good, the bad, and the ugly still brings me joy because it shows the truth and the rawness in it. Mm. Um, I really enjoy that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything I'm completely over. Hmm. <laughs> I'm completely over. Uh, ready? Yeah. Go ahead. White male obstetricians. I'm oh, oh, oh. Talk about it. <laughs> I'm fucking over it. I'm over it. <laughs> okay. I can't even drink my it. water. First of all, it's my because... water and my wine glass, but yes. <laughs> okay, it's my tea and my wine glass. Yes, We're doing absolutely. this. We got it. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I just think that, like, you know, what we mentioned, I, it, there's a lot of, well, I, I'm the expert. I've been doing this for X amount of years. This is how it gets done. This is how I do it. And sometimes people really feel like that's it, that that's all they've got for them. And it's not true. And sometimes it undoes a lot of the work that I already did because they come in so strong and so heavy into the room. And I think right. that that, you know, it, it plays a it plays a big role in, in what your birth is going to look like because then, yes, I can be the advocate, but then I find the birthing person also fa- having to advocate for themselves too. Right. In that moment, that's hard. Yeah, Having to advocate for yeah. yourself and having to get upset in on top of laboring mm-hmm. is really challenging. Right. So I think that's something I'm like, um, throw them away. I hear you. I hear you. You know, I kind of want to add to that and not specifically to the obstetricians. I mean, I just want to make it equal by all of them. Um, I, I think one of the things <laughs> I'm completely over um, is definitely anybody who ends up in the in this range of an elder, but is not open to who is to follow, right? In in any of those industries or in, in, in any area of expertise. You know, I'm someone who I have friendships with people who are younger than me. I, I've gone yeah. to them for advice. I've gone to them for guidance with whatever the question may be. And I always say, I as a as someone who is older, right? Um, I can't say I'm more mature or wiser automatically just because I'm older, but I know I'm older. There's still opportunity for me to learn from someone who is younger than me. It's Absolutely. a different perspective. It's a different outlook on things, right? It could be different knowledge, different expertise, right? In that specific area that we may share interest in. And so I, I want to be able to highlight that because it's not just me. I happen to know other people too who deal with this, who are challenged because, oh, you don't know so much, right? I, I deal right. with um, being able to empower someone who is younger than me to believe that they could do what they could do and they could do it great. And then there's other, there's certain things that I was able to do when I was in their shoes doing the same work, right? Be able to empower them so that they can have that much confidence in themselves, right? And be able to still service, right? And still, I have to sometimes face challenges with someone who will say, well, you know, I've already done this before. I've been doing this for this long. I've been the one that's always been doing it. And it's like, I hear you. I trust you in that. This is why we're having this conversation to begin with. But I, too, can have a different perspective, 
you know, a fresh set of eyes. Yeah, and absolutely. So a fresh set is, of eyes. Yes, is nice. you know, and, and it's, it's discouraging. It's discouraging. So I'm going to join you on that over it. Um, and the only thing that I'm going to share um, on overjoyment, um, it's a, it's a play in words, y'all. It's a play in words. Um, I am actually, by the time you guys hear this, I will be back from what's supposed to be a solo trip one night in Philadelphia to meet up with some friends, podcasting friends. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. Fun. Yes. Um, and a recording on their show. It turned into my best friend said, I'm coming with you. Let's extend it for another day. Let's explore Philadelphia. And so I'm just really excited for that. Um, my best friend and I are in a space where we do need this trip. And so by the time I come back and release another episode, I'm excited to share with you guys if we finally had Philly cheesesteaks from Philadelphia because I've never had that. And yeah, <laughs> embarrassing. That's going to be fun. Yeah. No, it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. Okay. You're fine. Okay. All right. I'm probably not the only one, but, um, I'm excited. I'm excited to get out of New York city. I'm excited to have that moment. Um, I know my best friend and I talk all the time, but sometimes you need to be in a different space, you know, to be able to release a little bit more. So that is my overjoyment. Oh, have fun. Thank you. Yes. Amita, we are at the closing of this episode. Thank you so much for coming on You're board. You're so welcome. Thank um, you for having me. Yes. Excited. I, I I am manifesting working with you, but most importantly, I am anticipating a return on this platform. I don't know why. I get the Ooh. sense that there's going to be more coming from you. And Girl, I, I could talk. Yes. <laughs> As you saw. Yes. Yes, yes. I anticipate y'all. Y'all going to stay tuned to this. Could you please tell my listeners where they can find you and reach out to you in case they need any guidance or any support? Yes, absolutely. So I have a one-stop shop on Instagram. I only have, I I cannot manage multiple Instagrams. I cannot, I do not have the capacity. Um, So my Instagram is the at sign wait no it's underscore miltalee m-i-l-t-a-l-e-e and my email address is miltalee m-i-l-t-a-l-e-e at gmail.com amazing and that's where you can find me yes Yes. and we will make sure to link that in the show notes i am so grateful for you for coming on this platform to share keeping it all the way raw right from the beginning of your journey and and touching on some topics that you know i'm pretty sure not everybody feels comfortable discussing you know and 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 providing a safe space for this discussion with me so i appreciate you i thank thank you you. absolutely i'm excited excited here and as always guys this has been another week and another episode on double dose of all talk podcast i am your host misty and you guys will tune in next week bye don't forget to follow us on instagram and twitter and we are live on your favorite podcast streaming platform Make sure to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to subscribe, rate, and review. Talk to you later. Bye.